Hello, welcome again to the Rotten Horror Picture Show, the horror movie podcast where we talk about movies off the Rotten Tomatoes 200 Best Horror Movies of All Time. My name is Clay, and with me as always is Amanda. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm good, and I'm super stoked. Yes. We are going back, all the way back, to the 1600s today. We're talking about number 31 on our list, which is 2015's The Witch. A movie all about my ancestors. (laughs) Misunderstood white people? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. Fucking pilgrims, man. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, this is a movie I haven't seen, uh, I think since it came out. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. What's your, what's your experience with it? You, you said you, you were going to bring your black Philip plushie with you, but yes. you decided against it. I decided against it. I didn't want the dog to get any ideas to that's, make a pact with the fair. devil. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I love this movie. I feel like this one, it was one of the rare ones where, when it came out and I watched the marketing and like the, the, the trailers, I was like, Oh shit. Like, I feel like this is very up my alley. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm really going to like this, which means I'm probably not going to like it at sure, all. Sure, sure. And then I went and I saw it and I was like, Nope, Nope. Yep. That was for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. This just kind of ticks all the, um, the stereotypical, uh, horror movie that Amanda likes boxes of like social isolation, eerie environments, creepy woods, um yeah i think i've seen it like three times yeah 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 Yeah, i i've only seen it the one time but i did really like it when it came out i Mm -hmm. think uh what's interesting about this movie is unless i'm forgetting one that comes before it this feels like it was kind of the first um for lack of a better descriptor a24 style (laughs) horror movie yes which means very arty very slow um dripping with subtext and not dripping with dialogue so much right right Um, it's all aesthetics and atmosphere and then the occasional well-placed camera yeah because you've got uh hereditary i think the following year 2016 yeah that sounds right uh i think the is the babadook before this is that the babadook 2014 um that's a good question i you wrote a whole paper and you don't know when the movie I came wrote out. a whole paper like three years ago. Was it that? Wow. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Closer to three than anything else. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. I feel like the Babadook was a, a, a contemporary of this of this one, but maybe a little bit after it? The Babadook was from 2014 okay, okay so it was actually before this so right. yeah i well the even the babadook is like in the same pocket but this 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 one is even like slower and yeah more arty than the babadook is the babadook feels like the trans the, the true transition movie between a more traditional horror movie and what we have what we are for lack of a better descriptor calling the a24 style yes um horror movie because it does still have a little bit more of like a traditional monster a traditional plot of like mother must defend child right from said monster um it takes it in interesting directions but it's a little more aligned with in a weird way like the babadook setup is a little bit like the ring how so well, because in, in it was it the ring, or am I? 
Yeah, because the ring is the one where she has the son, right? Yes. And he's kind of creepy and weird. And and he ends up watching the video and she has to protect the son from the girl in the well. And the Babadook's kind of similar in that she has to protect the kid from the Babadook. Anyway, that's a long digression to say. (laughs) I don't think the Babadook quite hits the, the level of art house you either love this kind of shit or you absolutely hate it yeah yeah that, that the witch does yeah but we'll uh we'll talk about that a little bit more once we get into the movie i think but um we're gonna take a quick break play the trailer for you and uh i wonder if the trailer how many words are in the trailer it might not be that many get ready for lots of 64 seconds of silence 64 seconds of slow droning music yep. uh all right we'll be right back What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. For what? For the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Okay, The Witch, number 31 on our list with a 90% Rotten Tomatoes score. Directed, written and directed by Robert Eggers, starring Anya Taylor, Anya Taylor-Joy, <laughs> Ralph Innocent, Kate Dickey, Harvey Scrimshaw, and everyone's favorite childhood friend, Black Philip the Goat, or Black Philip the Embodiment of Satan, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, what happens in The Witch? In 1630 New England, panic and despair envelopes a farmer, his wife, and their children when youngest son Samuel suddenly vanishes. 
The family blames Thomason, the oldest daughter, who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance. With suspicion and paranoia mounting, twin siblings Mercy and Jonas suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love for one another. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty high like pretty high level summary of this movie that makes it sound very boring. Yeah, it's a longer summary than I was expecting. Yes, I expected uh in 19 in uh, sorry, in 1630 New England, a family strikes out on their own. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, with a with a lovable a... pet. Right, right. With everybody's favorite <laughs> animal and his weirdly human eyes. Yeah. Anyway, well, Clay, mm-hmm. some things you'll find in this movie include. What will, what will they include? <laughs> they will include uh, ye old baby murder. Yes, ye old indeed. Uh, ye old wood cutting as anger management. Mm-hmm. Ye old cleavage demon. Who among us have not fallen prey, hath not fallen prey <laughs> to... The ye old cleavage demon. Ye old woodland cleavage yes. demon. I that's one thing I do want to talk about because Robert Eggers seems to really love putting cleavage kinda, demons. Well, kinda. Yeah. Uh, but he loves putting of the two movies I've seen, I can definitively say he loves doing this. Yes. Uh, he pull he puts kind of weird sexual stuff in. Yep. And I don't mean that in like a disgusting way, but it's just yeah. like uh well, in the lighthouse it was pretty yeah. gross. But <laughs> But, you know, it's like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, hey. that makes me feel a little uncomfortable, but it's not like nobody's, nobody's getting, well, I guess they're getting hurt in this one. But anyway. That's why it's there, Clay. Yeah. Because it yeah. makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, ye old talking goat. Oh, the best kind. The aforementioned than, Black Phillip. Better than ye old screaming goat, because those are, <laughs> those will catch you off guard and make but you not make as you good terrible. as ye old fainting goat. True. What if there was a combination of the three? <laughs> This has gone way off the rails. And so... <laughs> I feel like this this thing she'll find has gone even more off the rails than usual. It's a combination of the three. <laughs> so it talks it, to you, it screams, it and then screams, it screams, and then it goes, oh my God, and then it falls over. <laughs> you just have to breed them. So there you go. That's, yes. that's your new business. Yes. Talking, screaming, fainting goats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, ye old questionable parenting. Ye old heaping... Your, yes. Thine cup runneth over with yes. ye old questionable parenting in this one. Yeah. Um, so kind of getting into it, kind of going back to what we were talking about a minute ago. Yeah. Um, I think the, the, the thing that was the biggest selling point for this or the thing that, that made it stand out so much was the style. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is in 2015 – your horror landscape is a little bit, it's not as niche as it has become since then, I would say. We've oh, got totally. Yeah. A lot more independent, like, um, what's the most pretentious way I can say this? <laughs> I mean that on purpose. Take your like, time. <laughs> there's a certain subset of horror that I think started around this time that became a bit more pretentious and arty. Yeah. Such as this movie, such mm-hmm. as Hereditary, mm-hmm. The Lighthouse, or uh, um, Midsummer. That's yeah. not to say that it's bad, because it's not. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's a little less accessible for some people. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this movie in particular, I f- know is 
kind of inaccessible for some people that I know because of the style, because of the pace. Sure. Um, because of... I actually saw a lot of people, we'll get to this a little bit later, I saw a lot of people say like, yeah, it was pretty good, but the ending was too much. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fight me. But yeah, well, how, do you, how do you feel about this change in, mm. into a more kind of uh, art housey... Um, I'm trying to, I can't think of the right way to put it where it's like horror that horror movies that kind of demand to be taken seriously. And I don't, I don't mean that in a pretentious way from me. I mean right. that in a pretentious way from the movie itself. Right. Yeah. Where it's, it's trying to talk hmm. a little more explicitly if, if, if not explicitly then a little more intensely about like very big themes, hmm. you know, like, what it means to be human, the nature of guilt, right. how to cope with grief, like these grief. really big, like capital letters themes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like horror movies immediately before this, we were kind of just coming out of like the torture porn era. I feel yes. like like the, the, the early to, or maybe even late nineties, but definitely early two thousands to like almost like up to 2010. You kind of just had a lot of like, Hostile, Saw, um, The Hills Have Eyes remakes, like all of that kind of stuff. You've got The Conjuring starting in 2013. So you've kind of got this swing the other way where you've got this kind of like, I hesitate to say blockbuster horror, but like The Mm -hmm. Conjuring is a ghost story that's made for the largest audience possible. Right. And it is kind of a swing back towards more traditional scary storytelling. That's Mm -hmm. not just all about like, Hey, you know, the real evil is other people. It's just this dude with a fucked up sense of morality. Who's going to like make you saw your own arm off. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of swings way back in the other direction where there's possession and there's demons and ghosts and I feel like from there you kind of move into these more, I don't know, pre- pretentious, arty, whatever you want to call them, movies. Then I think, yeah, I, I think they are trying to bring more intensity in terms of like forcing you to almost try to cope with it like you would a novel mm. or like a like an like a dramatic film more than just a a, a a a you know 90 minutes full of jump scares yeah yeah um personally i i like it i tend to lean into it as yeah. i think you know an unrepentant English major, anything that like encourages me to read it and treat it like a text, I'm like super into. Oh, sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I love like moody shit. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I love, I love stuff that's just like, it kind of wants you to sink into the atmosphere of it. Yeah. Like yeah. even a couple weeks ago when we talked about Mandy, like Mandy is in a, a totally different direction than this movie yes yes it is but it does do a similar thing where so much of it's about the atmosphere and and the sort of like visual and emotional tenor it sets up through the whole thing Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean i i tend to like that kind of stuff i do totally understand though why some people think it's 
slow or boring or pretentious or intentionally dense like sure that's one complaint i've gotten from a couple a couple people that i know when they see stuff like you know the babadook or this or midsummer where they're just like a it's so slow and then b like if i went to see a horror movie i just kind of want to be scared right like i don't want to have to grapple with like the meaning of motherhood (laughs) (laughs) it's not what i'm here for but i think it's interesting i think it gives i think it gives different people an opportunity to sort of get into the genre and like say something that they really want to say in a subversive way and in a way that kind of almost like sneaks the 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 bigger thematic message to an audience yeah yeah the audience is thinking like yeah i want to go see a scary movie about like a family alone in the woods and a witch tormenting them yeah and it's like instead you get this big movie about like sin and belief and faith and loyalty in addition to scary witch tormenting a family do you feel like because I, I was just looking quickly the one that stood out to me that well there's a couple that stood out to me as kind of uh, progenitors to this movement which mm-hmm. is i feel like the the real starting point for this was probably it follows which is in 2014 which i feel like is the God, first was it really yeah which i feel it feels like the first one where it's like oh this is a little bit more arty and a little bit uh, different wow. than what we're getting. And that one was was huge. Yeah. And I my, think that I'm opened so, the door for a lot of these. I'm sorry. My mind is just blown because I was thinking when we were listing these, I was like, yeah, and there's like, it follows. But that one was probably in like 2017. Right. It feels like a, more, a newer movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, it feels. Wow. And I how, would you say that this style is kind of the next iteration or... Uh, uh, of the, I can't remember what this this stupid terrible name is that they came up the 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 Thai West style. Oh God! Of like light uh, innkeepers and House of the Devil. That yeah, what was, next, it was it that was like ilk. it was like it was something core, but I can't yeah, remember what it, was. it was just like it's it's not it's like a playoff of like Mumblecore and all of that's like. A, stupid horror core mumble gore was that mumble gore mumble gore that that was was it yes but like do you feel like it's a it's a it's a uh an evolution of that because i don't i don't know if i necessarily i think i would and i wouldn't because those movies those ty west movies like and like you're next and that sort of group of stuff Mm -hmm. does have that independent feel to it yeah, but these ones feel different because I still consider like those movies to be kind of rooted in kind of crowd pleasing horror to a certain extent. Sure, where like the innkeepers, I think stylistically and the way and pacing wise, mm-hmm. not too dissimilar from the witch, but as far yeah. as the content. I don't yeah. really know how much, how many layers there are to the innkeepers. Whereas something like this, or yeah. Hereditary, or Midsummer, it's like the uh, if you want to get really pretentious, like these <laughs> ones are more kind of films, and the other ones are more kind of movies. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I understand what you're like the the sort of separation you're trying to mark. Yeah, and, and I I don't. I'm I'm not tr- trying to like gatekeep anything. No, no, no. I think it's all great under the sun. I'm just I'm in, I'm fascinated by this sort of 
like important kind of horror movement of the past five years or so or six yeah. years. Yeah, it's really interesting because you, yeah, you there is like an instinct where you want to sort of trace almost like a genealogy. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is such a feature of so many horror movies where it's like, oh, well, so and so was inspired by this. Like, you know, right. Halloween was inspired by Black Christmas, Friday the 13th was inspired by Halloween, and you can kind of do that sort of like almost like little connect the dots where you can see where so many horror movies pull from what came before them. Mm -hmm. So it's, I think it's, it's reasonable to want to say like, how do we, how did we get here? Like (laughs) if we were over there 10 years ago, how did we end up over here? Um, It feels to me like uh, the, the term graphic novel uh was invented pretty specifically after Watchmen came out. Because it was like, mm. what do we call this to make it sound more important than a comic book? Even though it is right. a comic book, what's a fancier way to make this sound less childish? Right, right. And I kind of feel like these movies are the graphic novels of horror movies. Yeah. Uh, to a certain extent. Um, at least that's definitely the way that they are marketed and and uh, uh, given to the public, I think. But it is also, yeah. it is kind of interesting how horror movies in general have, you've got a lot of really good filmmakers who are doing horror movies now. I think because it of movies like this, where it's like, oh, right. doing a horror movie doesn't mean that it's like a death sentence to my career. If anything, right. people might take me even more seriously, like David Gordon Green, who's been doing a lot of indie stuff and comedies and you know yeah. stuff with Danny McBride. It's like, oh, he's doing Halloween? Right. Well, I can't wait to see that. Well, remember when Jordan Peele first came? First, oh, like, yeah, you know, of course. How yeah, could I forget he, Jordan Peele? Yes, when exactly. Get Out came out and everyone was like, wait, like the comedy guy? Yeah, yeah. And then he wrote this brilliant horror movie and it was it was amazing. So yeah. like, yeah, it is It is interesting how it has become a, a genre that's less derided and less kind of just like, treated a little bit like oh yeah whatever mm-hmm. oh a horror movie like at best that's kind of what it, where it used to be i think part of it's just the economics of it mm. it's cheaper to make these kinds of horror movies sure you know like it's not so i think it's easier to sort of convince at least initially i i'm assuming it was easier to kind of convince a24 or, or whatever studio Hey, take a chance on this. Mm-hmm. The budget's going to be real low. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't need a big, a big special effects budget, and we're not going to compete with the obvious Oscar bait movies that come out every year. And we're not trying to compete with Marvel and Disney. Right. Yeah. So it's like a clear pocket where you can you can kind of reliably say we can make this horror movie for fairly little money and expect a return of X amount because people who like horror movies tend to turn out for horror movies, mm. even if they're not certain if they're going to love it or not. Yeah. And I, I do like, I do like having this out there because I think it does yeah. create a new kind of interesting subgenre mm. of style more than content. Yeah. And I would put, I mean, I would put this and like I said, Midsummer. I would put Mandy in the same the, the SpectreVision movies, yeah. kind of in the same pocket of like yeah. trying something a little bit different, f- rooted firmly in horror language, 
but trying something yes. a little bit different that's a little bit more uh you know i hate i hate, I hate keep saying to keep saying arty but i, mean, I don't know how else you would <laughs> atmospheric. say atmospheric yeah, yeah yeah um yeah, it's interesting too because I feel like not to get too far afield from from the witch specifically, but I feel like you can kind of see, like we had sort of these these almost like folk and fairy tale sort of centric versions of these movies, mm-hmm. like the Babadook and the Witch, and um, there was another one I had in my head and it's gone. I guess Hereditary, yeah. which feels very much like a like a very fucked up kind of fairy tale sure. movie in, in a lot of ways. And now you're sort of starting to see this movement towards like, then there was like more folk horror stuff mm-hmm. like Midsummer, And now it's going from folk horror into this like environmental horror. Like there's, there's a bunch of like indie movies that have come out in the last couple of years that are all about like, Oh, we went out into this woods to do this research and oh sure fill in the blank went wrong yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 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 it's uh it's interesting because there is such a like movies like this definitely have created a style that other people are doing like yeah yeah and they're applying it to like different themes yeah like uh you're uh you're the i'm the pretty thing who lives in the house my my eternal threat to make you watch (laughs) well i mean osgood perkins makes these kinds of movies too i don't think he's as successful personally as some of these other guys are right um but you know he did that that one he did uh black coat's daughter oh which, yeah if we get to talk about i have some thoughts about that movie <laughs> everybody loves it but i think it's um, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll get there someday someday he, but he uh he did um interestingly enough to bring us back to the witch which is what we're here to talk about yes uh he did gretel and hansel Oh, I still haven't seen Which that. Which I really, really liked. Huh. And watching this now, I was like, oh, I don't want to say he's cribbing from the witch. But... But it's definitely... <laughs> you can kind of see he probably got some inspiration from the way that they handle stuff in this movie. Yeah, I think you could say the same thing of Hereditary pretty safely as well. Yeah. Just like the yeah. family dynamics, the sort of like tension between everybody even like kind of the color palette and the way everyone is shot in like sort of the least flattering light i guess i hadn't (laughs) i hadn't i saw somebody else mention it yeah somewhere on the internet when i was looking stuff up about this but i hadn't really thought about it it is kind of similar in a lot of ways to hereditary even in like the the story that they're telling yeah especially in the way it ends right yeah yeah all right well i guess we'll see you next episode bye um (laughs) well to get to get into it at the twenty five minute mark. Heyo. Um, I didn't realize how much of this movie I didn't remember. Yeah, me too. And I've like I said, I've seen it like three times, and I was shocked all over again, especially at how quick we get to oh shit, baby murder. Yeah. Well, even beyond that, I was like, okay, when the baby thing happened, I'm like, all right, I kind of remember that. I actually didn't remember that there was an actual witch in this movie. Oh, really? Uh, in my head, <laughs> I remember all of the happenings at the house. Oh, my and God. And then I remember the ending. Yeah. And I, in my, my memory of it was, oh, crazy stuff is happening. There's no explanation. Yeah. The family blames Thomason. And then the supernatural stuff only reveals itself at the very end. When Black Phillip starts talking to her. Yeah. I completely forgot that there was a... a capital w witch in this movie who is actually doing this stuff right um 
and I was it it, it wasn't the kind of thing where it, it, I was actually happy that that was the case. Yeah, because I feel like if they went the other way, I, I would be like, all right, I understand why people get might get kind of bored and turned off by this movie if it's sure. all like, what's happening? Right. We stare at the woods and say, don't go in there for fifty eight minutes. Yeah, but like <laughs> at the point where you've got a missing baby, and then yes. not too long after that, you see the results of the missing baby. Uh, yeah, smeared all over the naked body of a decrepit witch who then mm-hmm. flies away on a broomstick. Fuck yeah, living the dream. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of locked in at that point to be like, <laughs> oh, interesting. Tell me more about this product. <laughs> well, one one of the things that I really liked liked about this movie especially the first time i saw it is that you're shown what happens with to the baby and you're shown the witch but no one else sees her right for a very long time yeah so there's this sort of undercurrent where the whole time you can kind of think like is this movie gonna turn out that it is thomason doing all this or is this movie gonna turn out that it's uh, you know that the dad is really crazy you know what i mean like yeah, there's there's yeah. kind of even though they show it to you because it is this sort of nightmare sequence rather than an immediate confrontation with anyone in the family it gives you enough time that you can sit there and be like okay so wait was the baby really taken by wolves because like there's a lot of like right. them insisting like Father showed me the tracks. I saw the wolf tracks. Yeah, I know this yeah. is what happens. Like, there's a lot of that in in the movie, and it's not really until like they're locked in the goat pen, and the witch is in there with them when they wake up. Like, pretty much for the for the rest of the movie in between there, you could chalk it up to like exposure, mental illness, sure. like any number of like t- poisoned water or something. And it's not really until the end, like towards the end, that they fully commit to, no, this is dead. Like this kid is like throwing up a fully formed apple out of yes, his mouth. Yeah. This is, this is magic. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I, I feel like it's almost, it's spread out enough. And when they do show it to you, it is abstract enough that you can kind of forget about it in between. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the characters kind of tend to. Yeah. Like even the fact that like, there's a there's a bit of dialogue between the, the mother and the father where he sort of says to her, or, or no, 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 I think maybe it's it's the father and Caleb, the older son. And he sort of says to him, like, we will not speak of your brother again. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but he's only been missing for four days. Right. Yeah. And then he's real quickly just like, nope, forget about him. My- that baby never existed. Let's move on. <laughs> that father has... My favorite line in the whole movie, which is not said exactly like this, but this is the spirit of what he's saying. When the mother is beyond inconsolable, yes, he's kind of hugging her and he goes, I mean, so far, we've only yeah. lost one. That's a pretty good average. <laughs> well, to, to I know it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's historically accurate. Yeah, it's not untrue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The fact just... that he's kind of like... God has blessed us by not taking any of our children. Yeah. And they've got fucking like five kids. If it was 1995 when he said yeah. that, it might play a little bit different. Yeah, then it would be a little bit like, oh, he definitely murdered that baby. Yeah, yeah. But in this context, it is super, like, even the fact that they've had that many children and the mom's still alive. Sure. Is yeah. like, oh, damn. All right, you guys have been pretty lucky for 1630. Or 
that they've had that many children and she still cares that much about the youngest one. And is just like, all right, put it, put it in the back. <laughs> to be fair, she only seems to care that much about That's the youngest true. one. That's true. You know, I think, I think part of that might even be a function of the fact that she's probably getting older mm-hmm. and realizes She doesn't that, look like a young mother. No. So, I mean. No, I mean, and, and Thomason's probably 15, 16. Yeah. Maybe. So it's like, she looks like she's lived a hard life and she's had a bunch of kids. She's probably thinking this might be my last baby. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and maybe that makes it extra, makes the baby extra precious to her and makes it extra traumatic when he's the one who gets taken. Yeah. 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 And that sequence where the the baby gets stolen is oh so effective. Yeah. It is so, so good. It reminds me of, um, I read this great book on the Donner Party. Mm. called The Indifferent Stars Above. Ooh. It's really good. I think you would really enjoy it. Yeah, I love cannibalism. (laughs) And uh, it paints such a vivid portrait of the dangers of the American West. Yeah. And one of the things it talks about is there would be these wagon trains that would pull over to the side of the road and, you know, if a, there were times where a child would wander off into the into the high grass, yeah, and that was just it, they were just gone. Yeah, nobody knows where they went. Nobody know what happened to them. They were just yep. gone, and it was it, it it it's terrifying. Absolutely, and I think they do that so well in this because, especially because it's not a matter of her getting up and kind of going to get something and coming back and the baby's gone. She's inches away from this child and she opens her eyes right there and it's gone. Yeah. And I love the fact that there's no sort of, sort of like a more traditional horror movie or kind of like a slightly more old school horror movie. When there's that reveal where she, she's playing peekaboo with the baby and she puts her hands down and goes, boo. And the baby's gone. There's no like, gong or badung mm-hmm. or anything to denote it it's just silent yeah and the yeah. camera just kind of sits on the blanket where the baby was and it's just totally quiet for like a couple beats like long enough to be really eerie and sort of let it sink in that like oh shit like there was no sound there was no right, yeah no footsteps no anything it's just like this kid's gone yeah and I think I think all of the instances similar to that of of uh I guess supernatural horror are are all really well done. Like I yeah. think the uh all of the stuff with the the older brother when they're praying over him and trying to figure yeah. out what's going on there and the younger siblings the twins. Yeah, they start losing it. Those fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this movie really taught me you couldn't be sarcastic in the 1600s. Otherwise, it well, you couldn't be a woman and be sarcastic, exactly. and it would get you killed. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all very effectively done. I think the the older brother dying sequence is really really good. Yeah. Um, even the scene where he disappears, I think, is really good. And you know, I I jokingly brought up the cleavage demon, but <laughs> it's what they do with him is really interesting because yeah. they do play with this like one of the big running themes through this movie is the fact that thomason is becoming a woman yes and like everyone else seems to be more attuned to this than she is yeah like it's not really it doesn't really seem like something that she acknowledges or deals with but everybody else seems to be noticing it which i think is fairly realistic yeah you know because like 
speaking as somebody who was one time a teenage girl, mm-hmm. like you just think of yourself as the way you've always been. Sure. Like you, you don't register that like other people are looking at you and seeing something different than they yeah. used to. And all of a sudden people start reading your shirt and then you're like, wait, there's no words on my shirt. What yeah. are they looking at? <laughs> yeah. People start yelling at you from cars while you're just like walking down the street to get Sounds great. an ice cream sandwich with your friend yeah. from the convenience store. Awesome. Just screaming profanities at you and you're like, I'm 14. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, the the they they put the older brother Caleb in this kind of awkward position where he is not quite into puberty, I would say. Yeah, he's probably like edging up towards it, yeah. but not he he's younger than Thomason. Thomason's the eldest. Mm-hmm. He's probably what like I don't know, what would you say 10? Yeah, so 10 or 11, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he is, you know, kind of, I I guess, could you call it innocently sneaking peeks at his sister's cleavage? I don't know if there's a word to use there, but it's like he's definitely, he's interested. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing that ends up getting him is presenting him with a woman. Yes. Who is uh, more on display than than his sister was yes and more of a woman than his sister yes. was yeah yeah i mean so like part of part of the interesting thing about this movie is that like you do sort of sink into the point of view of the family mm-hmm. about like morality and what is good and what is wrong i think pretty pretty i think they do the movie does a good job of kind of putting you in that position because from a modern point of view, you're like, yeah, he's like a 10-year-old boy and he's starting to notice girls. Mm-hmm. And the only girl around is right. his sister. Right. So, like, I don't think he's specifically lusting after her, but I do think he's starting to get hit by hormones. Right. And you're just having natural, like, he's going to notice. And if they, were, if they were still in town, in the village, there would be other girls for him to notice. But because of where he's at... It's this sort of natural part of growing up that has been sort of perverted by being so isolated. Mm. But in those times, him him looking at her in that way is bad. It's right. just bad. It's right. not, oh, it's his hormones. Oh, it's just him growing up. It's like, nope, it's wrong and bad and he's wrong and bad for doing it. Yeah. It's kind of there, this family's moral stance, I would say. Yeah, and the, I think that they... You know the 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 historical and uh, thematic underpinning that which movies from this time tend to really lean into is the uh, woman as witch because of her feminine wiles kind of thing yes. that is used against her. I think this movie does a really great job of doing that, but not putting a super fine point on it. Because they're doing it through all the other characters more than they are doing it through Thomason. Right. She's not like unbuttoning the top couple buttons of her dress in a sexy way right. and sort of making eyes at people. To she's be fair just... though, like I think she's she is presented in a way where she is, it's tough to not look at her. And I don't mean yeah. lustfully, but she's a very alluring looking person. Yeah, yeah. She's and, a know, beautiful girl. Yeah. And Absolutely. her hair is kind of in a certain way where it's it's you know, it's not it's it's meant to be uh literally unkempt but it's like 
well, it looks kind of styled in a way to make her right. a little bit kind of mysterious. Right. Well, and it's also that that like she's always a little bit undone. Right. And yeah. that level of like unselfconsciousness and sort of her 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 comfort in her own body and her comfort with herself is an attractive quality as well. Mm-hmm. And it's one that women were not supposed to cultivate back then. Right. So, of course, it comes across as alluring because it's like. Wow, she's not even trying, and she's so radiantly beautiful. Right, and everybody else in the movie is effe- is affected by that, but it's yes. not it's not like a they're not really like slamming you in the face with it. Right, where it's like all of a sudden the father's trying to make out with her, and so it's like it's just yeah, it's, it's I it is a a product of the isolation yeah. and of the time where and of the the witch thing where all of the, what what that was kind of based in at the time where she is just trying to be a girl right and everybody around her is just projecting all of this stuff onto her yes yeah and i think it's really interesting how that gets done because each of them sort of has their own like sin that mm-hmm. they're sort of embodying like Caleb the brother is kind of looking at her with lust mm-hmm. The mom ends up like jealous of her. Yeah, she's like you tried. Yeah, she's like you. You seduced your brother. You seduced your father. And then I think the dad is very proud. Like Mm. not just. I know he's. You know he. They. There's a lot of discussion about his pride, but I think he's proud of her too. Like I think he looks at her and is like, ah, my beautiful daughter. Sure. I made her. She is my offspring. So her beauty reflects well on me. Sure. And like it's not a lust thing. He's not he's not coveting her physically, but he feels a sort of pride of ownership mm-hmm. over her, I think. He's and- willing to kill the other two. Yeah, and to, exactly. Basically to protect her yes. at a certain point. Yeah, because yeah. I think he values her in a different way than he does the twins. Like the, yeah. the twins don't appeal to his sense of like, you are this great, brilliant man. Look at your smart and beautiful daughter. Like yeah. the twin, the twins are just kind of like, you guys are jerks. <laughs> yeah. And, you run around with the goat all day. And and the thing, one of the things that I love about it too is the ending that you're presented with is basically Thomason given the choice to become the thing everybody thinks she is yeah and she chooses to do it yeah which i don't think i don't know if that's supposed to be any larger point but i do just like that yeah that it's like you know she's a because she has no other choice really right but b there is you can she's clearly being seduced by whatever power human black philip or monstrous black philip has <laughs> Yeah, I think I think having that, if you've never tasted butter before, yeah, I would sell my soul for a stick of butter. Sure, <laughs> I actually read just one stick of just butter. Just one, just one of those little things that they give you when you order pancakes. Oh, like a little pat of butter in the in the foil wrapper. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, I was reading on the IMDb trivia that the when he says, "Would you like it? Wouldst thou like a taste of butter?" Maybe this is made up. I don't know. Yeah. It says, in the 15th and 16th centuries, the Catholic Church declared eating butter was a bigger sin than lying, blasphemy, or impurity. The Protestant Reformation leader Martin Luther railed against this edict, which was often only enforced on the poor. I just like hey, the man. idea that the Protestant Revolution... Re- 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 
What's the word? Are you having a stroke? Yes. Reformation. <laughs> I like the idea that the Protestant Reformation was based around whether or not they could put butter on their pancakes or something. Oh, there was even a movement, I think a little later than that, where uh, some hoity-toity motherfuckers started talking down to the poor mm-hmm. and saying that it was sinful for them to drink caffeinated tea. Like, Sweet. it was yeah. sinful for them to drink tea. Yeah. So that's why, like, mint leaf, like, mint leaf tea became a thing. Really? Rather, rather huh. than, like, tea leaves. That's interesting. Actual know that. tea was, like, decadent yeah. and sinful and you got to keep needling them if you want to control them. Amanda. Yeah, exactly. You got to keep taking things away, which is kind of what this whole line. movie is about. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, we have a lot of other things to talk about. But since we touched on the ending and and Thomason's choice, I think part of it also is that like not only has she had everything taken away from her and lost everything, and not only is it the fact that like she can't go back to the village and say like hey, my whole family's dead. Can someone help me? Like, mm-hmm. everyone's going to be like, well, what happened? And then they're going to go back out to the farm and then they're going to be like, you stabbed your mom. Right, yes. <laughs> like, where are the children? And all of that. Um, where are the children? Yeah, the, the twins just, just disappear. disappear. Yeah. Which is also a, a good a good thing. I, I kind of want to, I don't have any theories, but I want to talk about it anyway. Mm. But like, not only has she lost everything and has no other choice, but like, her whole family, other than Caleb, really, turned on her. Yeah. Like, the whole family, in the end, was willing and pretty pretty ready to believe that she was a witch. Yeah. Like, the twins were really for it. The mom was really for it. The dad sort of kind of tried to give her a chance. But then there's the whole confrontation where she's like, why won't you listen to me? Mm-hmm. And they all abandon her. Like they, they, they just all are completely willing to either send her away from the farm before they think she's a witch, or then they're going to bring her to the village and have her put on trial. Right. So it's like all of them have turned on her. And throughout this whole movie, other than like being sarcastic with Mercy, the little the little girl, she doesn't do anything wrong. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, after that, when the people who are supposed to, like, love and protect you in the world have, like, done that shit to you, yeah, yeah, go out into the woods and levitate. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Do you happen to know, I, I'm i sure they say it, but I, I must have just missed it, why yeah. the family gets kicked out of the village? I think it's never explicitly said that it was, like, Oh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. But the 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 heavy heavy implication is that the father does not think that the church in the village is pious enough. Okay. All he right. calls them fake Christians and pretty much thinks that they're too lenient and they're too they're becoming too lax in their faith and he's more true to God mm-hmm. and he will not stop um sort of shouting that from the rooftops and to the point where like the village elders are like, Hey man, that's blasphemy. You need to stop. And he's like, no. And they're like, we'll get the fuck out. You know, I, I, I like that because it, it definitely sets up the, uh, the way that they react to the witch stuff. But what I also like about it is I never got the sense that this guy, like he's not portrayed as like a comically over the top, fire and brimstone guy yeah like just watching him i was like yeah he seems normal for the time it doesn't seem to be too overly 
Well, I would, I would even say that like he actually the thing that maybe surprised me the most rewatching this was how gentle he was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he seems like a fairly for for a guy who's so like I know better than the church mm-hmm. <laughs> about how to how to praise God. Like he's not a tyrant towards his family. He's not like mean or cruel to the kids or his wife like he's very he kind of tries to calm everybody down he he sort of tries to kind of keep the peace in a lot of ways mm-hmm. like it, it's a really interesting choice to make him not like the easy way out would have been you know he and the mother are extremely strict and they slap the kids around when they don't do their chores right, fast enough right. like that would have been the easy way of being like yeah i can't wait for this guy to get gored by a goat yeah, they're 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 strict with with their religion, but not to that point. Like yeah. they are very insistent that the prayers be said when they're meant to be said. Yeah, and they they get a little short if they're not, but they don't. I mean, well, not until the end anyway, when right. all the witch stuff really gets dialed up. But um, <clears throat> maybe that's the beauty of it is that they're not over the top at the beginning, right. so it's that much freakier when they do kind of regress into that because it's it is it's it's a fascinating digression for the father and the mother because the mother is not doing what she's doing out of any concern about god or the devil really she's she's doing it she's calling her a witch the way that you call the girl who your husband's looking at too long a witch you know what i mean (laughs) yeah Uh, she, because she's distraught about the children. Yes, um, and all and all of her pain is coming from from more uh, a more earthly place. Yeah. Whereas the father, he's the one. He definitely is like, you've got a devil in you, right? You know, which we I can't... need to save your soul, yeah. so you need to confess. Yeah, and I like that they are two differing points of view because yeah. it does. It it makes it makes the two ca- the characters of the mother and father different and a little bit more complex. Yeah. Um. And the fact that the the mother does go after her for more earthly reasons pokes some hole. Well, everything I guess it's consistent with the mother because the mother is clearly like she's just doing this stuff because the husband wants to do it. Yeah. Because yes. you know she has that breakdown where she's yeah. like, I wish we were back in England. Right. I, I don't like it here. And you can extrapolate that out to maybe she's as intensive a religious person as she is because the husband is that way. Right. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, and it's really interesting because like you, I think especially towards the end of the movie when you've gotten this full or more full view of what their lives probably used to be like, like there's the scene where Thomason and Caleb are out in the woods alone together and Thomason's talking about their home in England, mm-hmm. which she remembers. Right. And she says, don't you remember we had glass windows? Yeah. And he's like, no, we didn't. That's ridiculous. We would never. We're not, you know, that's not something we'd ever have. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, we had we had glass windows and the dog used to lay in the sun and da, 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 da. And so, like, that's the life that Catherine, the mother, is coming from, like, she lived in a, right, right. a house with, you know, and back then glass windows were a big deal. Oh, sure. Yeah. So she went from that to then living in the colonies in the town. 
to then living not even in the town, just like out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, what was another detail that I don't know if this is on purpose, but it made me think. So on top of the glass windows thing, I was like, oh, yeah, that's I mean, those those, those weren't cheap. Yeah. I noticed that the father has a ton of buttons on his shirt. And for huh. some reason, I started thinking, is that a sign of wealth? Like buttons. I feel like back then that kind of stuff was a sign like you know yeah the 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 houses in like salem from the 1600s that were owned by rich people have the nails in the door because you could afford to waste nails yes use them for (laughs) art instead of just for structure right and i started thinking i was like is that supposed to is this supposed to be an indication of these people did come from along with the windows they did come from a more um affluent place and now are even further down than it seems that they were coming from the village i think so because then there's the whole um plot point of the silver cup right yes like your father's silver cup yeah yeah. and then back then when you said a silver cup that's not just the color it's like that's made of real silver right right so that's not something that just like peasant farm folk would have had Mm -hmm. so it does imply that like somewhere back in her family or his like there there was some measure of wealth mm. whether they lost it and that's why they had to come to the colonies or they lost it coming to the colonies cuz paying for the journey oh, sure, and all of that sure, is expensive yeah. but yeah it does add an extra layer of like i think especially for the mom she's not just this pious like like pious pilgrim lady like she lived a a more earthly life at some point right yeah you know what i love about the silver cup is that it it uh it is it's used to reinforce the pride thing with the father yeah not just because of how it plays out in the actual story but the reason he sold this the cup was so he could buy stuff so he could catch the wolf Right. He didn't use it to buy food for his family. Right. Because he wants to be the one to, to to provide that. Yes. He wants to catch the wolf that stole the child. He didn't use that to provide for the family. He used it to get something that would allow him to be the 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 victor or the champion. Yeah, that he would come home with fresh a fresh kill, you know, whether right. it was the wolf or rabbit pelts or whatever. It was like he was he thought he was going to ride back into the farm with look at look what I did. Yeah. And right. everybody was going to go, Oh my God, you're so amazing. Except they would never say, Oh my God, because that's blasphemy. Right. Um, Terri- yeah. Terrible shot though. I, yeah. I do. I love oh that God. scene where she's like, you're, you're really bad at this death. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's such a great cathartic scene where, where he's sort of confronting her about her witchiness and he, she's finally just like, Oh, you want the truth? That's yeah. what you want. Okay. I can well, give you some truth. There's, there's, like it's pretty clear that what we're seeing is meant to be taken literally. Yeah. But I think there are readings of certain things where it's like you could go the other way where all of the stuff involving the dad yeah. and the gun backfiring when he's trying to shoot the rabbit or the corn not coming out g- good and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, you could say the witch was doing that or he's just bad at this. Right. And it seems like he's just bad at this. Yeah, it so so that is one thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, how much of this do you think is actually the intentional actions of a witch? 
Mm. And how much of it do you think is just the corn is just bad because it's, it's, he's not a good farmer. It's the wrong soil or, you know, the the twins are like that just because they, the twins are like that, not because they've been bewitched. Like, are they putting on an act a la like the crucible style? Like, or is, are they bewitched? Um, I never really believed that the children were bewitched. Yeah. I don't think I ever thought that they were talking to the goat at all. Yeah. Well, I think they become bewitched after Caleb dies and they kind of go catatonic and stuff. See, I don't even buy oh, it really? then. Oh, really? Okay. No. Interesting. No, because the dad, that's when the dad kind of goes nuts and says he's going to kill them and he picks up the boy and, and and says, I'll just go like bash his brains in or something. And then the boy like starts screaming. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah. the minute the minute dad gets scary, they're like, no, <laughs> we're fine. I, I do. I did notice that in that scene where they're all trying to say the Lord's Prayer and, and the younger son can't do it. Yeah. The old the 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 twin daughter is saying it and then all of a sudden she forgets how to say it right because her brother has right yeah and then she's the one who starts saying oh thomason stop it why are you doing this to us yeah i i would say aside from aside from caleb puking up a full apple yes um well caleb i think at that point has been bewitched yeah i would say maybe it's getting a little bit of a nudge from Black Phillip, but I think yes. a lot of it can be read as just uh, situational problems being uh, blamed on witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like the baby being stolen, clearly a witch. Yes. Caleb, cleavage demon, clearly a witch. Yes. That's really all you need to push that snowball down the hill, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I guess one of the ones that I sort of wonder about is um. The mother, when she has the dream that Caleb and the baby have come back, and she thinks she's breastfeeding the baby, and Mm -hmm. it's like a crow pecking at her breast. But that does—that's—that is still part of the dream, right? Like that doesn't actually happen. She, when she wakes up the next morning, there is blood on her night. Oh, there is. Oh, because I was looking, I didn't notice. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, there is. There's very visible blood. Right. Maybe not as severely as you would have assumed for what had been going on in the dream, but like. It's there. It's 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 what definitely a, enough. What an amazing image of of her sitting there cackling yeah. with a raven just pecking yeah, at her breast. Yeah, in front of like a fire, yeah. wasn't she or something? Yeah, it was yeah. like so many so many shots of this movie are like amazing, like paintings. Basically, yeah, yeah, they're these like crazy arcane like tableaus yeah. in, in different moments. That they're they're really cool. They're really well done. So, which where do you think the witch stuff stops? I think other than the baby theft, there's not much witch stuff going on at all yeah. until Caleb meets his fate at the cleavage of the demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think after that, it is sort of, you know, if Black Philip is the devil, I think it's just kind of like the devil saw an opportunity. Sure. Like between taking the baby and then how that causes the family to crack and then 
taking Caleb and that turns that crack into a fissure. Mm-hmm. I think then it's like, ah, okay. I've broken them down enough. Now I've got them. Mm-hmm. And that's when more devil witch stuff does start. I, I, that's when I believe the supernatural influence starts more is after Caleb dies with the dream and like, you know, with, with, with some of the things that start to go on. Yeah. So here's a question. Yes. Do you, do you think that Black Phillip and the witch are, for lack of a better term, one in the same as far as both causing what's going on? Because I feel like you can kind of read it two ways, where the witch is an independent entity in the woods yeah. who steals the baby and then steals Caleb. Yeah. And he's she's kind of independent from Black Phillip, uh-huh. who seems to be a facilitator of <laughs> recruiting of witches recruiting witches <laughs> um and shows up at the end to kind of finish things off but yeah do you think that they are actively working in concert or do you think it is a kind of uh they are kind of two separate entities that end up with kind of with this i, I guess what i'm saying is like i i saw online i guess a question that is uh uh, similar to this, in, in, yeah. along the same lines, are they are they actively pursuing Thomason, or is her recruitment at the end just a result of the circumstances? I I don't know. I think I think maybe a little column A, a little column B. Mm-hmm. I think had had the family not already been teetering kind of after being exiled i think if if they the parents had reacted differently losing the baby and then losing caleb and kind of rallied around their remaining children Mm -hmm. and the kids hadn't been so fractured as well like you know mercy just screaming at every minute she could that thomason was a witch and the mother so willing to believe her Mm -hmm. i think if they had managed to pull it together at that point you know, maybe the witch in the woods still would have bothered them here and there, but I don't think that it would have gotten to the climax that it did. Yeah. I think that if if the whole circumstance and the witch had driven the mother to the point she got to and then the mother had successfully killed Thomason... I think that could have happened. I don't think Black sure, Philip would sure. have stepped in and been like, no, 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 she's mine. Right, right. I actually think that maybe in a way, Thomason being able to kill her own mother maybe made her more appealing mm-hmm. to Black Philip in the end. Yeah. As like, oh, okay, you have something in you that's not like the the quote unquote right thing for her to do as a good Christian daughter would have been to let her mother kill her. Right, right. And she rebels. Right. And I think it's that rebellion that is most attractive in the end yeah. to all of that. So yeah, I, I guess I'm, I don't think that Black Philip or whatever, de- the devil, whatever, went to the witch in the woods and said, hey, help me, you know, steal this girl so she can be a witch too. Right. I think it's more just like the circumstance led in this direction that 
ended up benefiting Black Phillip. Yeah. Because I was wondering, because the, the witch... The witch-related activity seems to only happen when they cross into the woods, right. except for when she shows up at the house at the end. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you know, I mean, if you if you wanted, I guess you could say that was Black Phillip playing tricks or something. But assuming she does actually show up, that kind of you know takes that theory off the table because because yeah. I was thinking like, oh, well, she's really only doing this stuff when they well i guess she steals the baby's not in the woods when they steal she steals the baby so yeah don't listen to me yeah i i think it's more so like in in a lot of forms of christianity especially back then the belief was more that the devil is everywhere all the time right and all he needs is an opportunity Mm, mm -hmm. so he's just hanging out waiting I think the That's why witch, you should never dance because right. you know devil gets into your hips. Exactly, gets gives you carnal thoughts and yeah. it's terrible. You, you eat enough devil, goes straight to your thighs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but so I think it means that the witch gave the devil the opportunity, and this family could not maintain because if there's if there's Black Philip in this world, if there's mm. the devil, then there's probably God. Right, which you know. Which is an interesting thing because I want to talk about that more when we cover The Exorcist mm. because um, I have I have seen uh, readings of The Exorcist that posit The Exorcist is actually a very conservative movie. Interesting. Because the ultimate lesson is that since there is an actual devil, that must mean there is an actual God who ends up prevailing at the end. Yeah. And so cr- churches going against the exorcist are kind of like missing the opportunity to use this as right, a, like a recruiting, <laughs> recruiting tool, you know, because yeah. at the end it's like, yeah, this is out there, man. Yeah. That's why you got to come that's to church. Why you need Jesus. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there, but yeah, but no, yes. it's, it's, it's a similar, it's a sim it's a similar argument where it's sort of like, if, if in this world there is the devil, then there is God. And right, I think right. the breakdown of the family and the, the the sort of like them not being able to say their prayers and the mother admitting that she's like kind of lost her faith mm-hmm. and the, the, the twins not praying and the dad going kind of mental. Like it all is like they have not been pious in the way that they thought they were. They have not been living these good Christian lives. They've all been lying to each other. They've all been jealous or lustful or whatever. And so I think that's kind of what happens is like the opportunity presents itself. And when it does, Black Phillip shows up in your house. Yeah. Yeah. If only he would show up and actually do some chores or something and be help. (laughs) Not just chase, chase the twins around the yard and then gore the dad to death. Apparently Black Phillip, the actual goat. Yeah. Very difficult to work with. He, uh, I guess. I mean, that makes sense. Goats are notoriously ornery, so. Yeah, I guess the other animals in the movie were yeah. fine. Yeah. But uh, Philip was very difficult to train. And I think there's there one of the scenes where the father is like fighting and struggling with the yeah. goat. Yeah, was, like get him back in the pen. Was real. Like it was. It was <laughs> and like, I think it's the one where he kind of grabs him by the horns and then yep. Philip shoves him off and then kind of like. Yeah, shakes shakes his shoulders <laughs> off. A little shimmy. Yeah. yeah, that was him actually just not wanting to do whatever they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get the fuck off me. Um, 
did, uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we round it out? Um, I guess I just want to note that, like, for a movie without a ton of gore, mm. this is like a genuinely scary movie. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, this has got some really great set pieces, um, and like just the the general ambiance the like kind of vague feeling of malevolence Mm. over everything i think is really really well done um i think the soundtrack is really cool soundtrack is fantastic in in this movie it's not a soundtrack i think i'd want to own or like listen to a lot but it is it's very effective it's got um it's done by mark corvin yeah uh and it's very reminiscent of 2001 a space odyssey um, that's an interesting point. I hadn't thought of yeah, that. Yeah, the later st- well, I guess it's the st- the stuff involving the obelisk because yeah. when they get into those voices that are going Yeah, yeah, the ladies voices going ah. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to that used in a kind of a similar manner. It's very effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 really great and I think it's it does a lot of it does a lot of work not that it it is the movie isn't good enough without it, but it's yeah. doing a lot of work to elevate the the movie. I yeah, because there are so many of those slow, lingering shots of like the family standing hand in hand in front of the forest. Right, and it's kind yeah. of like that shot alone would be like eerie, like mm-hmm. ooh, dark, quiet, unknown forest. But with the music on it, it's like, oh, they're fucked. Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of like brings up the tension a lot. Um. And I guess, I mean, I, I do want to say, I love the ending of this movie. Yeah, we should talk about the ending. Yeah, because I, I have seen some people think the ending is too much. Yeah. You know, they liked it until the end. Uh, I I think the Crucible would be better if there was actual witchcraft. At the end. Yeah, yeah. And if she just Crucible's went, a masterpiece. Don't you know come what? At me. Fuck it. I'm going to go be a witch. Yeah. I'm going to go eat all the butter I want and fly around at night. Yeah. Sounds yeah, great. I, I, I think it's a good... I appreciate that they lean into the supernatural stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that final scene is very effective and very eerie. Uh, and yeah, I also love the idea that like, <laughs> not only has the is the witch uh, the witch in the woods real and everything you've been afraid of is real. There's not just one. Right. Yeah. There's a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. just like kind of an interesting like what does that say about this Puritan society that all these women keep somehow ending up outside of the village living in the woods making the making deals with the devil. Yeah. Like what does that say about how this society treats these women? Right, cuz not that they make a point to show this, but all those women look white to me. Yeah. Which there's only one place they're coming from. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like these are these are like and that place is France. <laughs> Potentially in England. Um but yeah, so I I I like that there is this sort of historical commentary about like how women were mistreated and mm-hmm. disempowered and all of this, but it doesn't beat you over the head with like this is a feminist movie, goddammit. Sure, like sure. it's it's very like, you know, when you're left no other options. What do you do if you don't want to just be kind of chewed up and spat out by this system or let yourself be executed for things you didn't do wrong? Right. Like, what are your other, what are your alternatives? Right, right. Unionize. They, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Floating union. <laughs> Floating union local 336. <laughs> 666. 666. Come on. It's an easy joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, there's not a ton of gore. Um, 
the poor dog gets it pretty good. Oh God, yeah. But uh, uh, the one use of blood that I thought was great was when she cuts her mother, and her mother's yes. just like holding her down, just bleeding all over her. Yeah, and choking her at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's very effective. And it's not when yeah. I when they first showed it, I thought she got her in the throat because mm. usually, you know, that's where the in a movie like this where the all that blood will come from. Yes. But she got her in the forehead. Right. And which allows, if you've ever been cut in the forehead yeah. or watched a wrestling match, <laughs> you know that you bleed quite a lot from the forehead. Yeah. Um, it, But it's coming out like at a quick drip. And so it's yeah. very pronounced the way it's hit. And her skin is like so alabaster white. Yeah. That when it it just hits it and it's just very, it's very extremely stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I uh, uh, I think that's it for me, unless you got anything else you want to hit. I don't know. I love this movie. Everyone should watch it. Yeah. Do you, uh, <laughs> uh, do you, how do you feel about the placement on the list? Is it deserved? Should it be higher? Should it be lower? Uh, what is this, number 31? This is number 31. Um, Fair, Pretty high. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would keep it around there if you, if you wanted to talk me into bumping it down closer to like 40 i probably yeah. wouldn't fight you too hard on it but i i would say i would like to keep this in the top 40 definitely in the top 50 for me yeah i would i think i would probably go right around 50 yeah 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 um honestly a lot of that is because it's so new mm. uh i mean a good movie is a good movie but like yeah like if if this was Rosemary's Baby at number thirty one, I would go sure. perfect place. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. Something about it being so new makes me feel like there's there's so many other great ones that I feel like I, I would probably slot in front of it before I got to this. Mm. But I do think it deserves to be decently high on the list. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, w- I wonder if in another ten years how you how you'd feel about that. Well, when The Witch Two comes out, <laughs> that'll bump it <laughs> right off Boogaloo. the list. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to do it for the witch. Uh, our next episode is our 50th episode and ah. we, we should be doing a wild card, but since this is December, we'll only have one other episode in December. So we are going to kind of shift things around a bit and do as far as I know, unless I am wrong, the only <laughs> other, well, technically it's Those the, are the only, options. you're either right or you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say the only other Christmas movie on our list, but I think currently it is the only Christmas movie on our list because don't tell me that Black Christmas is no longer on the list. Uh, what is wrong with this website? Unless Gremlins is on there somewhere, I don't know. But um, and that movie is number one hundred and thirty-three. Better watch out, which is a movie from I think like maybe twenty sixteen. Oh, I don't know this at all. Yeah, I watched this once. A, a few years ago on Shutter, yeah, uh, pleasantly surprised by it. I, right. I enjoyed it. I think it'll be a fun one to talk about. It's got some twists and turns to it, and uh, that you won't quite expect. And it's yeah. pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, gore, gore focus. Not focused, but like <laughs> gore, gore. They don't shy away from it. Gore curious. It yeah, gore curious. <laughs> That's good because I feel like in the last couple, couple ones we've done have been. Ones I'm at least somewhat familiar with. Yeah. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to do a new one. Yeah. And then uh, I'm thinking I might throw together another one of those ranking things now that we're at 50. Yeah. So we can kind of put, try and arbitrarily rate 
yeah on tiered ranking systems what we what we uh have and haven't liked that's so. gonna get complicated i know 50s a lot i yeah. don't know how you know we give this list a lot of shit at least they do it by some sort of algorithm right i've those things that come out that are like we ranked every episode of all 11 seasons of yes. the x-files yes it's like how how did you actively do that with any right. sort of like Right, there's no objective way to do that at all. Right. It falls onto par- personal preference at some point. Yeah, I feel like most of those, it's like they rank the top 10, the lowest 10, and then they just kind of throw the rest of the cards on the on the ground and see yeah. which order they pick them up in. Yeah. But that's not what we do here. <laughs> we rely on an algorithm. Analytics that we then, all the time. That we Wes then, is a robot. <laughs> uh, we love Wes. We do love Wes. We rely on an algorithm that we then mercilessly deride the entire time. Yep. And it does so much for us. Um, Have your cake and eat it, too. Yes. Uh, But that's going to do it for us. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Clay. And we will see you next time. Oh, as it's December, we are in the last month of our coverage of Friday the 13th on Patreon. Yes, we are. If you want to hear us round it out with movie number 12, frustrating movie number 12, the (laughs) final movie. It's a series called Friday the 13th, and they made 12 (laughs) movies. I'm never going to get over it. Nope. Uh, which is the 2009 remake of Friday the 13th. I don't know whether to be excited or terrified. I am very interested as to what you're going to think about it. Okay. Uh, it's a bit of, a, I think I said this last time or maybe on the Freddy vs. Jason coverage, it's a bit of a greatest hits to some extent while also being a, hmm. a, a remake. Um, so yeah, it, but it is also very much a movie from 2009. So. Oh boy, <laughs> the height of cinema. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be, it, I think it'll be a, a good conversation. So if you want to support us and listen to that, you can go to patreon.com slash the Penske file where all of our Patreon episodes and content live. Uh, thank you guys for listening and we will see you next time. Bye everyone. Bye.